Hello, beautiful ones. Thank you for being here with me another week and talking tea with Esha. I hope you've had an amazing week uh, where you had an opportunity to smile, dance, find joy, be silly with yourself, to cry, um, to hold space for your most magnificent self, and really just to practice this being human that is filled with so many different ingredients, so many different experiences that we have. It's not just one experience, is it? It's it's a it's a myriad of experiences that um, that it expressed through this lifetime. Um, so in today's podcast, I'd like to talk about uncovering joy. And as I feel myself, as I'm coming out of my own cocoon of grief over the last couple of years, I find and feel it's almost a, there's spring happening inside of me. I, I can feel the button that's happening. I can feel the anticipation and the excitement um, of new ground that's 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 coming forth and flowers and you know all the beautiful things that spring bring with it that's that's coming into um, my my life and my experience um, and and it's there it's, there's a sense of excitement um, and so it really what's really happening um, is um, it's joy it's joy and and I love the scent of it. Right. And after being in heaviness of grief for four and a half years, um, there are these seeds that were planted in that grief that's now beginning to take shoot. And so I'd like to just go through um, with you today where we can simply um, be in conversation about uh, uncovering joy and how we can come to a natural great peace of whenever joy arrives that we settle in and we make home with it and we enjoy it for when it's here, because we know that everything is passing through. So let's begin by planting our feet on the ground or laying down or just, just having a seat wherever you are, just to come to our center to find our home. And today my tea is, is a turmeric tea because I'm feeling for turmeric today. And so I just have something a little spicy um, for my palate today. So I welcome all of you and I want you to welcome all of you to the space you're occupying. To feel the seed or the ground beneath you as you settle in. And maybe you can imagine that settling in as if you're pouring a handful of sand onto a flat surface and allowing each grain to settle on its own accord. And so there's no forcing that's happening, just allowing each grain to settle onto the surface. And, and this is giving yourself the grace to simply relax into your true nature, allowing your thoughts and emotions to simply naturally subside and dissolve. So this is what it really means to practice a sense of mindfulness. That we can bring our mind home, right, to a, to a state of calm abiding. And that mindfulness is just the awareness of just allowing things to come and go without 
our need to interfere with those thoughts or to pick it apart or any of those things. And then secondly, it means to, to release, that we release the mind from gripping and grasping and clinging, that we recognize that, oh, I'm in pain or, oh, I'm in fear and, and looking at all the distress that arises from the craving of our grasping mind. And we can allow all those things to release. And finally, we can relax. We can become more spacious as the mind relaxes its tension. We can feel the breath moving through us softly, naturally, with ease. We can feel our bones begin to support us in a way that feels right our muscles that curve around us to bring flexibility of body. And so just feel this settling happening inside of you, this releasing, this bringing your mind home. And you can feel all of those three things as the breath naturally moves through you, in through the nostrils, out through the nostrils or even the mouth. And you notice how this, this present moment, you're unwrapping the gift that is you. You're unwrapping the gift of presence, of spaciousness, of allowing, of being. This is the best gift we can give ourselves on a daily basis. We can keep unwrapping presence, ourselves as presence, this very non-doing state. So breathing in, breathing out, enjoying this flow of Noticing yourself mindfully. And take a deep in breath through your nose and just feel, welcome the air. And exhale through your mouth, softening, deepening the relaxation in your mind and in your body and in your awareness even. Let's do that one more time, taking a deep in-breath through your nose. Maybe pause in a tiny bit at the top for a few seconds. And exhale, releasing from your mouth. And let's hold our, our mug or our cup. Take a moment to feel the warmth of your mug or cup in your palms. Feel the flow and radiation of that warmth into your hands and arms. Inviting that warmth into your chest and into your whole body. And welcome a little smile on your lips and invite that smile into your body. What would it feel like if you if we allowed our bodies to smile internally? What would it turn on inside of us, turn on healthy cells?
And then when you're ready, sniff or your tea and take in the scent, take a sip. I love really, really hot tea. That's really good. Not so hot that I scald my, my tongue and my mouth, which happens, um, done that too frequently. <laughs> um, but I, I just love a good hot tea, not lukewarm tea. I know someone who likes his tea um, below room temperature. And I'm always telling him, how do you drink tea when it's cold? It's like, I can't do that. Um, so uncover and enjoy, my loves. Um, I feel so blessed to be in this new space of how I can celebrate, because it is a celebration, right? We, we go through so many different life stories and we come out on the other side and we're never the same. We're never the same. And we don't know how we're going to come out on the other side. Right? It's like when my husband died, I thought I would be in this, this, this terrible, terrible space of just deep down inner angst, deep down grief, depression, anger, you name it, right? And I couldn't see joy. I couldn't see joy. Everything was foggy and cloudy. And of course, when you're in it, you can't see anything but what you're in. And I do believe that that's by design because there's something happening in that space that we're not yet privy to. And so there is a celebration that I'm feeling inside of myself, this uncovering. It's, it's, I've been in this cocoon, right, like a caterpillar. And now I feel as if I've come out like the butterfly. There's the transformation has happened. And the transformation of our lives continue, right? So it's not that this is it. <laughs> this is just another moment of my life of where I'm arriving. And right now I'm arriving through what I'm feeling and experiencing within myself. That thing is joy. Right. And one of the things that I've come to really observe and witness are the discerning or, or, or the, the voices in my head that tries to pull me away, one from my center, from my middle, and to create a storyline of doubt that, no, you can't be joy because you no longer have this. And what I've began to do, I've began to challenge some of those voices. How do you know that to be true? Simply because I've experienced loss in my life doesn't predicate that I am absent of joy for the rest of my life. I'm going to challenge that. I'm not going to allow those self-limiting beliefs, right, to turn my life upside down and for me to believe that as a truth, because it's not a truth. It's some part of me that perhaps still has some tendrils of fear or an old storyline, old narrative from before. And so one of the things that has been 
a practice of mine is really discerning what and who the voices in my head are. And are they leading me to a greater change of my own self-awareness or leading me away from it? And so it's, it's this daily practice of observation. Really, the word is awareness. I'm aware of these thoughts that are percolating in and out. But what are these thoughts really saying? What are they saying to me? What are they revealing to me? And I don't shame my thoughts anymore. I used to do that in the past where I'd beat myself up for having a particular thought. And one of the things when you don't know that you're in trauma and that you're having uh, uh, dark thoughts or what we they, they would call negative thoughts, you don't even realize that you're in trauma, right? It's the term white ignorance is bliss. But to be in awareness with myself, to notice the types of thoughts, are they skillful thoughts, are they unskillful thoughts, and where are these thoughts leading me? I, I then have a choice, right? I may not be able to choose thoughts ping-ponging in and out of my mind because that's just how things are in the mind. They just, they just arrive. They're like these uninvited guests that just arrive at any moment. But what I do have a choice is will I choose... Will I choose to believe that thought? Will I choose this thought to take me down a rabbit hole? Or will I choose just to acknowledge that this thought is there, but I'm also going to let it go? And so I've become a really great advocate for myself when it comes down to my thoughts and what I'm choosing to believe. And so are my thoughts fear-based? Are they arising from fear or are they arising from love? And it's simply a matter of noticing, observing, being in awareness of it and not creating any judgments towards it. And so that's the first thing I've noticed in terms of how I'm choosing to cultivate my presence on a daily basis. The second thing is looking at my triggers with gratitude as an opportunity to heal and an opportunity to honor the unsung stories I've hidden, abandoned, or shamed within myself. We've all done a really good job of when we get triggered of throwing up on the other person who triggered us, right? And what I've really come to see, again, I speak just of my experience. And I think I'm always, I'm inviting you to also look at your own experience and see how you've shown up and see for yourself how your experiences with the others in your life, how those experiences are moving you, how you're responding, how you're reacting, how you're choosing to be. And it tells us exactly where we are. But triggers, and you know, I had so many of them uh, in the grieving process. And what I realized was that being triggered was an opportunity for me to see the parts of myself that were still in need of healing. Mm 
So instead of blaming or being angry at the other person, in the moment, I'm not happy. (laughs) But there's a part of me that recognizes and knows that there's opportunity here. I feel it in my gut. I feel it in my shoulder. I feel it somewhere, this this triggering energy that's still active somewhere inside of me. Did it come from childhood? Did it come from a a story in my adolescence? And wherever it might have originated, there's something there that's inviting me to touch it tenderly. Not to be upset or angry or shameful about whatever it is, but just as an opportunity to touch it tenderly and to say, how are you? What would you like to express? What hasn't been expressed yet that still hurts? And so it's inviting this deep sense of compassion into some of these unsung stories of my life that I've hidden away from being seen. And being triggered is this beautiful opportunity. Again, not always comfortable, but a beautiful opportunity to bring healing home to all parts of myself. And so by doing this work, I'm constantly uncovering areas within myself where I could bring home even more joy. As I free myself, more joy comes in. And what I've come to realize is that, oh, this isn't really about becoming happy. It's it's about becoming more free. And the more free I become, the more I can rest in natural great peace with myself and with others. Because ultimately, it leads us to not look at the other as the enemy. Then the other part of uncovering my, my joy is really about my friendship with compassion and how compassion has become a best friend of mine. And it's compassion for all the griefs of my life. I'm 51 years old now. I'm not ashamed to say it. I'm very proud of being this age. I'm proud of the changes that's taken place in my aging body. Yes, we're aging and there's even grief with the aging process, right? Things are not as supple as they used to be, right? There's, you know, some finer wrinkles that appear. And, you know, as a woman, you know, this the onset of menopause coming into, into my life, not even ashamed to say that. That's just part of what's natural for me as a 51-year-old woman. And so it's how can I be compassionate with all the changes that are happening in my life, right? With the aging process and, and allowing myself to have grace and to honor my aging process as gracefully as I can, to have compassion for the losses in my life and the, and, and the deep grief those bring to keep honoring to have compassion for the doubts and the fears that show up still. Sometimes I think people think, oh, you know, an enlightened person or a very spiritual person, and I'm not saying I'm either one of those things, that 
there's absence of doubt and fear and is far from it. My practice of mindfulness, my practice of awareness has simply allowed me to know that those things are nothing I should be afraid of. And then compassion for myself as a woman for the longings that I still have. The longing for uh, companionship. And I'm not saying I don't have companionship. I have, have great friends that I have a fantastic time with. But just the longings as, as, as a woman, you know, desires that we still have as we age. But this development of compassion gives me the opportunity to settle in to my humanity at an even deeper space. And that settling in, that, that peacefulness, again, it, it leads and guides me to joy. And as I deepen into my awareness of myself, who I used to be, who I'm becoming now, and that's, that's all going to keep changing. I recognize that I'm not the same woman that I used to be and to give myself permission to meet myself brand new every day not having the same expectations of this body as I had yesterday. Cause you know, as a woman, you know, our bodies changes every day. We feel different every day. Our emotional body is different every day. Our mental body is different every day. And so giving myself the opportunity to just really show up with kindness. How can I show up to myself with kindness every day? Just roll the kindness carpet out and say, okay, here are my footsteps and they're kind today. And that's an ongoing process of remembrance, right? Because we do get hard on ourselves. We do beat ourselves up. But I want to practice nonviolence to myself as well. I've spent so many years violently towards myself, thinking violent things, you know, not appreciating myself and I don't know, maybe it's, it's an agent thing where you just are ready for different. And I'm ready to have a different relationship with myself. So this, what it is and what it feels like to me is really moving into a deeper state of maturity in my adulthood. And that maturity is revealing to me. I always thought that my goal in life was to be happy. Like in my 20s, I want to be happy. I want to find someone that makes me happy. I want to find someone that loves me. And lo and behold, fast forward to present moment, I've now come to the realization that it's really not happiness, it's freedom. And the recognition that there's nothing or no one outside of me that's actually responsible for my happiness. There is no man, there's no child, 
There's no society. There's no clubs I belong to, no affiliations that I belong to that can make me happy. And the moment I cling or grasp to anyone outside of me in that manner, and I say, you're responsible for that happiness, I've just deepened into my own suffering. And so there's such massive freedom that I've been experiencing in my life in practicing this daily to keep nourishing and nurturing myself and taking full responsibility for my joy. You're responsible for your joy. We can come together and be joyful together, but it's not my responsibility to hold and make you happy. And I, I do believe, especially as women, when we come into this truth that we free something very deep within ourselves, the whole body, the mind, everything relaxes because we've come home to truth. And we let go of holding other people's burdens that, that's so heavy that never belonged to us in the first place. So that's one of the, the biggest revelations for me that I have come to and I can't tell you enough and I can't express enough how very freeing that is so I thank my husband all the time when I when I speak to his spirit right I'm like babes I am thank you so much I was like I I I never expected this gift that I'm experiencing within myself this this freedom that's happening inside of me, this love, this dance that's happening, this love dance that's happening inside of me. And I'm grateful. Yeah. And so there's this sense that I'm I'm finally at 51. I'm cultivating my inner garden and planting those things that make me feel good. And I like wildflowers, so there's a lot. My gar my inner garden is filled with all of these wildflowers. Might be a couple of roses in there. I love tulips. Roses are, are nice. They're okay, but they're not my favorite. I really love wildflowers. And then... One of the last pieces here um, of uncovering my joy is just exploring movement. I love exercising. I love to walk. I love to get on get on my um, my indoor bike. I love hiking, but mostly I love dancing. And those of you who know me know that this is my thing, right? Like dancing in public, dancing wherever. Uh, I have no shame with it, to be honest. And I believe why I love dance and why I love to explore movement, even as a yoga teacher and, and a yoga student myself, is, is this sense of there's something releasing, there's something being transformed. It's, it's, it's alchemy in the process of this movement. And children do it so naturally, right? Like they're always shaking and they're always moving. It's like they have ants in the pants, right? And so they know, I think intuitively, that moving around is doing something to their bodies. They don't have a name for it, right? And we need that too. We need to give ourselves permission to 
to be in movement, to explore our bodies moving in such a way that we're letting the sand settle <laughs> so we can come into relaxation. So uncovering joy. How are you uncovering joy in your own life? What's bringing you to a state of natural great peace? So I have a couple questions for you that you can possibly just come into reflections with. First of those questions are, who do you think you are? If you take away everything, your roles, your labels as mother, wife, daughter, sister, all of those things, who are you? your job label, whatever that may be. Who do you think you are? Second, how do you experience joy in your life? How do you experience joy? Third question, is your joy dependent on something or someone outside of you? Right, this is really big for us. And, and, and please be honest with yourself because it's only in honesty with ourselves are we able to shift into greater freedom. And it's okay to say, yes, you know, my joy is dependent on something or someone outside of me. It's okay to say that. And then come into awareness, well, is that how I want to continue living my life? being at the back of the call of something outside of me that can change at any moment. Fourth question, how do you respond to triggers? How do you see the triggers that happen to you? You see them as an inconvenience, uh, something that you hate. I invite you to maybe develop a different response to the triggers to always acknowledge them, yes. But to go deeper with what they are attempting to reveal to you. And sometimes it's good to do this work with, with our therapist or with a pastor or even with a good friend. Sometimes it's hard to do the work on our own. Five. What does your joy routine look like? And I say joy routine or your joy care look like because we have self-care, right? But I like this idea of joy care, that there's this, this routine perhaps or these set of things that I do that bring me joy. Like for me, it's dancing, really good music and dancing. That's part of my joy care. Buying flowers for myself every week is part of my joy care. I had a client that brought a sunflower for me to um, my anniversary. My 25th anniversary was this um, Tuesday, the 22nd. And I bought flowers for myself. I bought an anniversary gift for myself in the form of uh, some earrings. And I went out and celebrated with a friend and had a very good time and it was a wonderful day celebrating my wedding anniversary of 25 years. And I could hear my husband's voice saying, babes, just have fun. 
just have fun, just enjoy. Did I cry that day? I cried the day before, I cried last week, and I cried the morning of. I gave myself to the grief I was feeling, but I also gave myself to joy. Again, not this or, but this and. Joy and sorrow are sisters that are living together. They're occupying the same space. And finally, the sixth question, what makes you shine? What makes you shine and are you doing that? Are you doing it? Are you giving yourself permission to experience the things in your life that makes you shine and radiate out? And so it's just, as we continue into this journey of life that's filled with so many different terrains that we're, we're bound to experience at some point, I don't want us to forget about what's also good. I know some of us are having some very difficult times with different things. Right, relationships, jobs, not finding, you know, not having a job, not having a home, and um, your relationships breaking down, doubts, fears, um, wounds, and traumas from the past. I, I raise my hand to all of those things. Right, I've, I've experienced all of those things. Poverty, not having food, I've experienced all of those things. And yet I don't want to, I don't want us to forget what's still good and true and beautiful. And maybe tonight, as you look at yourself in the mirror, you can remind yourself one that you are beautiful. You are beautiful. Despite all the things that you're going through, your beauty is still intact. Your preciousness is still intact. And please don't allow anyone else to allow anyone to steal that away from you or to tell you any, to tell you otherwise. Because there, there, there are lots of others out there that would try to steal your joy. And you have to keep reminding yourself that no one can steal your joy. Your joy belongs to you. And is and is up to you, and is our responsibility to make sure that we are seeding that foundation daily. And it doesn't mean you have to do anything necessarily. It just means that you have to keep showing up and knowing that life will include this end, but we can walk with both both sides, life and death. And in the middle of life and death is the meandering river of presence. Presence. So thank you so much for being here this week as we uncover joy. I hope this inspires you to uncover joy for yourself and what that may look like for you. I know what it looks like for me, and I'm still actually discovering new things about what that looks like for me too. So it's not like a, a cut and dry thing or 
right? That there, there's always new information coming in that's informing me. And then maybe what I'm joyful with today, maybe that changes. And so it's about allowing ourselves to be in flow and flexible with the things that are changing. So thank you so much for your presence. Thank you so much for choosing some time to to be with me, to grow in greater consciousness with me, because that's what we're doing. I'm inviting us to step into growing in consciousness, becoming more aware human beings, that we can light up the world like stars and heal one soul, one heart at a time. So from my tea to yours, thank you. Blessings to you. May you be healthy. May you walk with ease. May you be protected. May you be guided. May love be the foundation that you set your house on. Be well, my loves.